Welcome to the Learning To Podcast, the podcast about the Learning To Global Events, a conference for teachers by teachers. On this podcast, you will enjoy stories about Learning To, as well as core reflections on the many learnings that have resulted from our events. Hi, and welcome back to the Learning To Podcast. My name is Trisha Friedman. My pronouns are she and her. On this episode of the Learning To Podcast, we are going to look back at not just one, but two different Learning To Talks. And I'll let you know right here at the top of the episode that you can head over to the show notes to watch these talks. Uh, these talks were presented by the incredible Paolo Ginto, who is an educator who has had such a profound impact on the way that I have thought about the fine art of teaching and presentation and storytelling, and to be quite honest, um, just ways to be a good human being. This educator is someone who, if you've not come across their work before, sit back, you are in for an absolute treat as we re-listen to her very first Learning To talk entitled, Ink. Hi guys. So, hi, I'm Paula, and I believe in stories. So, let me begin with some stories uh, about first steps. The first time I got a tattoo, it was the early 90s, and it was in some seedy part of Manila, red light district. Uh, it was super fun. But I've since then tattooed over that, but you can still sort of see it here. I was nine years old when I wrote my first journal entry. Uh, my dad gave me this red diary, and he wanted me to document uh, my trip to the US, because it was my very first time. And since then, I developed this intimate love with writing. Which brings me to the 21st century, my first blog. Uh, it's called You Are Here, and it's actually a gratitude blog. Um, I get to write about things I'm grateful for. And every day, I get to say thank you more than I'm sorry. Along with my love for writing comes a new love, photography. I don't remember the first time I took my first shot, but I do remember my first Instagram shot. Uh, it was the uh, Central Business District in Manila in December 2010. All of these stories and where they live, they help me remember who I am. Um, they help me share my worldview with people I love. And it's helped me fight for a voice I thought I forgot and lost. Because I mean, look, 22 tattoos, a ton of old bratty journals, 100 blog entries, a thousand pictures. I don't know, I have to just take a step back and take it all in. Whoa. All those tattoos, they mean something. Uh, journals that have these memories and secrets and conversations and lines from books I never ever want to forget. They're all housed on these pieces of paper. And frankly, from where I stand, all these things that make up who I am makes a pretty good story. Because years and years, I never thought I had a story to tell. I didn't believe I had a narrative that was worth sharing. I didn't think I had anything important to say. But look, I've got a body of work that says otherwise. <laughs> and I didn't think it would feel this way or be like this at the start of the inking. 
yet here I am. And all it took was the first step. Now I know some of you are thinking, hmm, I don't have a story to tell. What the hell is she talking about? Did I just say hell? Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, James. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I will be the first to disagree. And guess what? My favorite writer, Neil Gaiman, he says, there's only one you. So you have to make your art. That's delirium, by the way, from The Little Endless. You have to do the stuff that only you can do. Because one thing that you have that no one else has is you. Your voice, your mind, your story, your vision. So, you must write, draw, play, dance and build and live like only you can. You have to expose what exists on the inside because our stories matter. Where they live matter. And your story, uh, nobody else can tell it like you can. So, find your story. You have to get to know it. You have to believe in it. Stand by it. Trust it. Don't ever apologize for it. Don't suffocate it. And you have to honor every line, every word, every page, every chapter, and let it breathe. You have to find a space and lay it down gently. And tell the details, ink it, document it, film it, write it. Because at the end of the day, after everything, the stories are the only things that will endure. A uh, cheaper version won't ever come out, and it'll never become obsolete. Just saying. Oh yeah, and guess what? They're listening. They're watching us tell our stories. And we need to make them feel safe to take the first step. Thank you. I know I'm not alone in needing that message right now. Um, let's check in years later with Palaginto to hear more from her about sort of the behind the scenes, the development, uh, and of course the execution. It is no easy feat to get up on the L2 stage, and Paola, of course, has done it not once, but twice. So um, I hope you enjoyed that blast from a past, that classic L2 talk. Let's hear with Paola Ginto of today. Hi there, uh, I'm Paola Ginto Plaza Ponte. And I've given two talks uh, for Learning 2.0. The first one was in 2013 in Singapore. Uh, it was called Inc. And it was about the power of storytelling and stories. And then the second one I gave in 2016 in Milan for Learning, uh, learning to Europe. Um, it was called Heart You Okay? Um, yeah, so my favorite line for ink uh, would have to be the one where I mentioned how stories are the only ones that will endure. And then for Heart You Okay was the line where I asked everyone in the room to put their hands on their hearts and whisper, I will take care of you too. Yeah, it was pretty emotional when I asked the audience in Europe to do that, in Milan, I mean. 
and just rewatching it recently. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's so important to tell ourselves this. So I was just like, oh, emotional again. Yeah, this idea of taking care of of us. I guess it's uh, for ink. I think what I was trying to say, like the message about the power of stories and honoring them, where they lived, how they're documented and shared. It was something I lived and knew as truth, like it lives in my core and in my DNA. And being able to share that belief really helped me share a huge part of who I am. And that felt good and important to validate at the time and until now, I guess. I mean, I gave that talk in 2013 but this idea of sharing stories in different ways from different voices and identities like it feels so much more important <laughs> and you know this idea that no grain size is too small like um no matter how to let's say to you how ordinary or mundane something might be like still tell it because you lived it and there's only one you. So I think when I was sharing it that at that time, it wasn't like um, a truth I was telling myself. Like I already knew it like and tried to live it. And I bring that up because for the second talk, Heart, Heart You Okay, in, in 2016, like I feel like that message was really not just for all teachers I knew and all the teachers in that room, but also for the teacher that I was, you know, like I was, um, you know, this idea or need to take care of our hearts because we give so much. I'm still figuring out how to do that. Like, um, I know a lot of what makes us, uh, maybe tired as teachers is systemic. I get that. And I want to acknowledge that. Um, but you know, the, whatever it is that we can control in terms of taking care of ourselves and what means a lot to us and each other, you know, in our communities as teachers, like, yeah, it, it's still, it's so intellectual for me. Like, I know that it's important, but I'm, I don't know how to live it yet. And recently I listened to Michelle, Michelle Obama's opening interview for the NCTE conference and you know, she was amazing. She was like, just thanking all the educators out there. Like she really made me feel seen and heard. But she also said, we as educators can't afford to give up now or ever. And I believe that too. But I was kind of going like on my screen, how, how do we recover recharge and show up again whole each time? I don't know. I don't have the answer. So I think with ink, it was like, yup. Like, you can count on me on this. Like, let's do it. Storytelling. It's so important. Um, this other thing. Yup. It's also really important. But um, can you give me some strategies? Uh, I actually am not sure how to do it yet type of thing. So I'm not sure if I answered that question. I guess it's more of like a reflection more than like, here's something I learned like black and white. Now, for those of you who have seen both of those amazing L2 talks, 
Um, you're probably nodding your head, um, you know, big smile on your face like I have listening to the recounting of, of some of the core themes and big questions posed by those talks. But we recognize that there are some of you out there who may not have seen these talks before, but already you're thinking, I want to bring these talks into my next team meeting. I might want to share them with folks who I am working and learning alongside of. So we were curious to hear what takeaways a new viewer and listener might want to just sort of uh, pay attention to and hone in on. So takeaways for new viewers or listeners. Uh, for Inc., it's really about believing in your own voice and your own lived experience. And then honoring the entire process of storytelling, you know, from the experience to how it's remembered, to how it's documented, told, and shared. Um, and enjoying that process. Uh, and then if it's the stories that will endure in the end, there's a vulnerability that needs to be present, no matter how scary, and a truth or truths and I mean, like with a small letter T, that we're responsible for. Yeah, if we don't tell those stories, no one else will know them. <laughs> so um, I guess there's a call for action and a call for bravery. And then for um, Heart You Okay, it it's, yeah, you know, take care of yourselves and those around you. Um, it's it really is like a cry for help <laughs> that talk. <laughs> uh, I really wanted to just acknowledge, whoa, like this cycle of or the grind has to stop somehow, because it, if the former first lady says you cannot afford to give up, then we have we cannot afford not to take care of ourselves. It's the only way we'll survive and thrive and show up as whole as we can be. Right. So if that means taking care of a passion project too and protecting your own well-being routines, if that's what's in your control, you know, we have to prioritize them and really protect them. And then everything else that's systemic, um, you know, we have to have conversations. <laughs> that's not in our talk, but I guess it's I hope something uh teachers think about like this isn't all just on us um right because i don't know the next pandemic might be burnout if we don't do something about this right teachers are exhausted um anyway yes so take care of yourselves and each other and also tell your stories yeah those would be the main takeaways Along that messaging of, hey, you know, we need to be aware of the grind and when it's being a little bit too much, it is, of course, really important to acknowledge when you see a high quality talk like the two talks that are being referred to here, it's important for us to recognize it's not just an overnight success. Um, that is not just the result of someone being a really talented presenter, which, of course, is the case here. But that's not the end of the story. A lot of hard work goes into this. So to wrap things up, we wanted to kind of pull back the curtain and hear a little bit more about what made those talks possible and how behind every great speaker, 
there's often a wonderful support network too. So behind the scenes stuff, I think something that makes me who I am is that I'm super collaborative. So both talks, yep, I reached out to people I can run my idea by, to um, practicing the talk itself. Like Kim and Jabiz were there to listen um, in that learning too in Singapore. And it really helped because they helped me tighten my ideas and in fact, Haiku Deck has like the longer version because <laughs> the final iteration, you'll see it's um, it was really so much tighter because of their guidance. And then the photography, like, so uh, when I decided that the tats would also, my tattoos, which were like stories on my skin, would make it into the talk. Actually, that's where it started. I asked Dave, Caleb, and Carrie Lee, just grab them. I said, hey, let's use the studio in UWC and just shoot. So all of those beautiful shots of my tats from different angles, like that's all Dave and Carol Lee's direction a day before we needed to submit it or something like that. And um, I'm really, really grateful to them for that. And uh, for Heart You Okay, it's the same. It was, I talked to Jeff Plumman. Anything that has to do with the heart and the science part of the heart, <laughs> that's all Jeff. And uh, the animation, like the beautiful animated slide deck was Nikki. So weeks before I left for Europe, like I would go to Nikki's house. She had my sort of script and we timed it and any changes and she listened to me give it. And yeah, so... I think that's why they were both so enjoyable to create because I had people around me who, one, wanted me to succeed, two, wanted to be part of the story I was telling at this trajectory in my life. And um, yeah, yeah. So any chance, if you're going to give an L2 talk and you can do it with others, it really does um, open the experience up for more so <laughs> thanks and oh the other thing about heart you okay that's it's not funny actually but like er, the closer to the day i was going to give it and the the many times i practiced it you know this trish like oh my god i would cry like i would just i would just get so emotional talking about my experience in bhutan because it was so heart-wrenching and beautiful and um yeah, so every time I told it, there were lots of tears. But by the time I gave it uh, the final event, um, I think it was really not about me anymore. It was just about being able to tell the story so that it could help someone that day. Yeah, oh my goodness. <laughs> I know for a fact that both of those talks have helped many, many people. So if you have not seen ink or heart you okay please do head over to the show notes cue them up uh, they are restorative inspiring empowering and i am so grateful and humbled and honored to have been in the live audience for heart you okay if you have thoughts responses gratitude that you want to share about those l2 talks please do head over to Twitter, use the hashtag learning to 
let us know all about it. Join me in congratulating Paula on delivering two talks that will be valuable and meaningful for years to come. Thank you for listening to the Learning To podcast. To learn more about our offerings, head over to learningto.org or follow us on Twitter at Learning To. Until next time.